0: Giant steps side
1: Good afternoon or good evening and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike single-handedly keeping us from being monetized on YouTube, Cohen, I am Matt Wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom.
2: Hey everybody, Um, you deserve a break today. I don't know if it's the first catchphrase. We can start using like copyrighted mottos too.
1: Right. (laughs) Give me me a break. Um... (laughs) First and foremost, let me thank uh, Allison for pouring me this kava that I'm drinking.
2: With Allow me to thank Canada, both for this real, real water and for making us an hour and a half late. Bula
1: Bulivanaka.
2: So funny story, guys. Uh, if you're looking to be on time for anything, even if it's late no. at night, don't cross the border no. to another country and back because... They don't care. No. They don't care. There there
1: are thousands of people at the southern border that can prove that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I guess guess as all things considered, I I did well because I'm not like lying on a dirty floor right now. Um, And Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez isn't in the nearby parking lot crying. Um, (laughs) At an empty parking lot. at, At the empty parking lot adjacent to the building that I'm in. Um, right. Yeah, so, yeah. They don't care. If I wasn't an anarchist before, which I am, 13 minutes, 9 seconds, uh, then I... See
1: but, see, but your timing's off on this.
2: This is when I started streaming even to test. Right,
1: yeah, as opposed to the 13th like, minute of the show.
2: So, like, 1 minute and 48 seconds, probably. Probably, yeah. Probably. Probably, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I if I realized that
1: listening to one of our earlier episodes and I was like, that wasn't forty-eight minutes. And I was like, oh, he's <laughs> counting the time in which he's streaming. I beforehand. had been test
2: streaming before, yeah. Hey everybody. Hi. Um Yeah,
1: so it's been a week. This has been, been a week. week.
2: This has literally this has been, a, been week. a week. It has been an actual <laughs> seven day period of time.
1: That's right. I should probably pull up my notes. I've got like text messages from uh, Former writer's block guest Sarah andreg on, and uh, I don't know what we're leading off with today. We are uh, leading she's watching,
2: off. Go. Oh, go what's ahead. That? No, go ahead. Uh,
1: she uh, she was sending me a picture saying she's watching this show. So Sarah, hello to my best friend that is now in the continental, who's in the lower forty-eight,
2: or Hi, on Sarah. the mainland, or whatever the, the mainland of America. Well, Sarah, the we mainland. have some bad news for you. And we have some bad news for the rest of America. Ross Perot, the only man that my father saw fit to ever vote for as president, uh, passed away. Uh, I guess late last night uh, at the age of eighty nine. If you thought he would, I thought he was old in nineteen ninety two. So I, I'm yeah,
1: not, I'm <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing that I read he was eighty nine, and I was
2: like, huh, I thought he would be like 100. My money yeah, been yeah, on yeah. a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I figured he would have been like a hundred and five. He was an old looking sixty nine but you know what he aged well because if you looked at him like two years ago, he looked the same as he did in nineteen ninety two. So he reached his That's what hap- He reached old. That's mans. what happens
1: when you're only five, six.
2: That's a good point. You just become old and then you just remain right. old. You you age at that from that point forward you age gracefully. So he died after apparently a long battle with leukemia um and
1: and not a lot of people know this yes but um when i was younger because every story i tell is about when i was younger
0: right um much younger
1: right (laughs) um when i was younger uh i was a bit of a ross perot fan um i was a bit of a ross perot fan and uh even when we did the uh School election that year. I still voted defensively and voted for Bush. Um, So I was a terrible.
2: (laughs) A lesser of evils. Lesser evils vote at school.
1: Lesser evils in a school election. Um, With no consequence.
2: No consequence to who won it. But yeah.
1: (laughs) That's true. Um, But uh, it was because of the 1992 debates that I wanted to work on impressions. And mainly because of SNL. Or Saturday yeah. Night Live for those who aren't hip.
2: Right, yeah. So my parents were huge Ross Perot fans. I was a huge Dana Carvey as Ross Perot fan. Me too. So in the same way that I'm a large Dana Carvey as George Bush Sr. fan. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, my parents were like, Ross Perot is the future of the country they were utterly devastated and for some reason surprised when he didn't win. Um, I was very confused because I was told he was going to win. Um, I was told and- he
1: was not going to win. I was assured of that. They were like, he's not going to win. My parents were like, no, it's going to it's gonna be Bush. Bush is going to get reelected. Mm. And then Dan Quayle will probably follow after that.
2: Oh, wow. Imagine that timeline. Um, yeah, they were wrong. They were um, very, they were wrong. They were wrong, but uh, but yeah. So, so, so you know, I they they were very. We were all just shocked that Ross Pro didn't become president in a major landslide, and especially after he dropped out and then came back in. Um, but uh, so, but yes, no, I'm I'm a large Dana Carvey as Ross Pro fan. Thankfully, Dana Carvey is still alive. Unfortunately, it would be in bad taste. For him to impersonate him in in like the next few weeks.
1: Would it? Because really, the first five minutes of this thing is that I was planning on doing it.
2: (laughs) What's what? Can I finish?
1: Can I finish? Can I finish? If we pass NAFTA, there's going to be a great big sucking sound coming from Mexico. (laughs) Can I finish? (laughs) Can I finish? Literally
2: I all finish? I all I remember from the skits was him saying, Can I finish? Can I finish, can I finish? 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 I, I don't remember you you remember more than me, but I'm sure Well his- I was
1: watching a bunch of uh Ross Perot debates today. Um because <laughs> I okay. didn't have anything else to do. So I didn't go I I didn't have the pleasure of going to Niagara today. So I was watching Ross Perot debates. And I was enjoying him. He destroyed Gore once. He was like the Donald Trump of uh, 1992.
0: And oh, yeah. He, yeah. Was on,
1: he was compared
2: to Donald was, Trump a lot.
1: Yeah. He was on Larry King debating Al Gore. And Larry King uh, was asking him questions. And Al Gore was saying something. And he was like, I just think he's dumb. And Al Gore was like, are you talking about the policy or me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, you go Ross. But, uh, Ross Perot did leave each of his 11 children, $9 million. Nice. That they have to give to the Trump 2020 campaign.
2: That's all he gave them.
1: No. That's just oh, 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 I'm gonna oh, give oh. each of you nine million dollars that is going to go to Trump twenty twenty.
2: Is that legal to give that much?
1: Uh it depends on how you do it. Like, oh as an individual, no, but if they each do it under like there is a way to do it. I don't know. I I wish I knew how to how well, I mean, he, he, I mean, he campaign finance laws work better.
2: Yeah, he, I was gonna say he would ap- he absolutely would have known. He absolutely yeah. would have known.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so he he is giving a hundred million dollars to Trump twenty twenty nice. as his last uh, as his last wish. That'll be he helpful,
2: would. and the Clintons can't suicide him for doing that because he's he's, he's dead. because he's dead. He's dead. He and Mike <laughs> because he's passed. As we, co- a- we talked about before, really
1: insensitive for a guy who died yesterday. As we talked um, about
2: the uh, as we talked about you know with Michael Jackson, he found the loophole about you know being prosecuted for you know child porn. Said he died. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. Chris Reynolds is saying uh, through packs. So.
2: Oh, Chris yeah. Reynolds, like super packs and yeah, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, they'll probably give it to yeah different packs. The Ross Perot we'll, we'll can't finish pack. Can't finish pack? Can I finish?
2: Pack? Yeah. Can a finish? Can
1: Trump finish? Can Trump finish his two terms? Can I finish? Can Trump finish?
2: Can Trump finish his two terms? <laughs> finish? finish? finish his two I'm finished. Finish can pack? Trump
1: finish?
2: Brought to you by Ross Perot. Brought to you by Ross Perot. So. If if here's a good timeline where 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 the money is given to Dana Carvey to do to run ads for Donald Trump as Ross Perot
1: I would be so happy
2: I'd consider voting for him I If they did I'm that sorry, I'd
1: vote, I'd vote for Dana Carvey for president
2: Oh no, not Dana No, I'm saying for Trump. I I would consider possibly throwing my vote away for Trump instead of like drawing in crayon on the, on the, on the machine. Um, Hey, let's not
1: write out Marianne Williamson quite yet. There's still a chance.
2: Oh no. Well, well, you know, Hey, we got some stuff on Marianne. Um, she's, uh, Oh, I'm voting for her in the primary that's happening. And I'm actively, I've now, uh, joined Twitter as muddied waters for the sole purpose of asking Marianne Williamson to be on my show until she finally says yes. Um, and if anyone listening is also on Twitter, please go on Twitter and ask them ask Marianne to be on my show.
1: Yes, because if we could get Marianne Williamson on Spike's show, that would be um
2: a lot of healing, <laughs> a lot of healing. Lots of
1: healing for everybody involved in this world. She would be able to bring together. All nations of the world, starting oh. on my fellow Americans.
2: Starting with New Zealand. Um what so of course we're gonna talk more about her, but I just love the more I read about her, the more I'm like, oh no, I think I want her to be the president. Um for it started as a joke and then it's like, oh wow, actually I think maybe, yeah. Cause she's not actually a leftist. She's just like a hippie. But she talks about Anyway, we'll talk more about that later. But I really like it. Yeah, Perl. we'll talk. Ross Perot, rest in of, peace. What? I said Ross Perot, rest in peace.
1: Yeah, rest in peace, Ross Perot. I wonder if if man if his middle name starts. I don't know his middle name, but I hope it starts with an I. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. I'm gonna look that um, up now.
2: I'm gonna look that <laughs> up now because I hope so. Ross Perot, middle name. Actually, I think it's Ross. Ross, Ross,
1: Ross, what? Oh, no, H- I think H-R- it's H.
2: Ross, yeah, HRP. That's yeah, not,
1: yeah, that's not, I even, remember that. That's yeah.
2: not funny at all, actually. Um, okay, well, it was worth a try. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so he's dead. That's very sad. So speaking speaking is, of things that are dead. Eric Swalwell, Man, mine,
1: mine was going to be so much less dark than that. I mean, thinking, thinking of things that, that have died
2: doing. after a short fight, Eric Swalwell has died. Well, his his non-existent <laughs> shot of ever being president has died. Uh, like Ross Perot's, like Ross, like Ross. <laughs> yeah, uh, he. So neither one of them, Ross Perot and Eric Swalwell, share something in common uh, they'll never be president ever. That wasn't actually not true before this, but they've both, they've both in their own special ways, uh, confirmed it. Um, uh, Eric Swalwell, uh, has, uh, ended his campaign being the first of the 742,000 Democrats running for president right now, actually 742,001. Uh, and we'll talk more about that shortly. Uh, but, uh, so he's dropped out. So if you have a gun, uh, fear not; you will not be nuked yet. Probably, probably. You probably. You probably will not be nuked. You might be nuked. Yeah, you might be. You might be nuked, but yeah. you, pro- you the, the odds of you being nuked are back down in the low double digits.
1: Yes, it, it is a much lower chance that you're going to get nuked because the crazed howdy duty
2: <laughs> The howdy duty of gun control.
1: right? It's like if, if howdy-doody was possessed by whatever spirit possessed Chucky and decided to run for president, he has terminated his campaign, and he will not be dropping nukes on... All legal gun owners
2: in America. On anyone, which is good. On anyone, he seemed really, like yeah. he was really nuke happy. And he uh, was nuke, happy. nuke happy. Does, that mean, we...
1: Does that mean we have to stop selling our shirt? Hashtag don't nuke me bro.
2: No, because again, he was the only one talking about it, but there's a good chance that we that we still get nuked. Right. By a by like our own government. So, um, <laughs> uh, me even more so right now, cause I'm in Canada and there's a whole, you know, lumber war going on. So lumber and steel tariff war could definitely go nuclear any minute, honestly.
1: So, uh, Mr. Mr. America, the Kami truth, uh, poses a good question. Uh, I'm going to say no off the bat, but was Eric Swalwell just a prop to make other Dems look less radical on gun control? And that's actually a good point. Like, I think that he is that radical. I don't think he was a prop, but I think that... um...
2: He definitely made everyone that wasn't threatening to murder us all look less radical on gun control. I will say that. Because the other ones just threatened to put you in jail. Um, And he threatened to annihilate you and everyone you know in a nuclear holocaust. Right. Which is a step up. That's an escalation of, of, uh, of rhetoric about, uh, about guns. So, yeah. So, so he's gone. So he's
1: gone, which is good.
2: Um, we have that going for us.
1: (laughs) We We got that going for us, which is nice. Which is nice. Um, um, oh, so uh, I, I'm not doing this transition. You can do this
2: one. I don't know how to do that one. Okay, let me see. What are we what are We working with here?
1: Yeah. Oh wow. You can, you can say. Hey. Like...
2: So speaking of um, things that uh, no one actually cares about. Um, uh, well, actually, I, I don't know if that's true. Anyway, so uh, the Walt Disney Corporation of America uh, decided to cast. <laughs> Not Halle Berry, which confused many people, but Which ha- confused
1: so many people. Which
2: confused a lot of people who thought that's an that's a that's a, a seasoned little mermaid. Can we call her a little mermaid at that point? Maybe we just call her a mermaid. Disney's the mermaid. Featuring the mermaid. someone who I'm not sure can sing. Uh but Halle Bailey, which makes way more sense because she is makes young more and can sing, she and her her sister. Uh, Cass, Hallie Bailey, I don't
1: this
2: so I only know because my wife would show me these videos of, this was like probably four or five years ago now, and of these like preteens singing and they sound like full grown women singing these songs. And I'm like, this has to be lip synced. And, and it wasn't like they're, they're incredibly, I can't even imagine how much better she sings now that she has, you know, big lady lungs. I don't know how that works. Uh, but she uh, she uh, has been cast as the new Ariel, the Little Mermaid, and America is now in a race war. It's a race war. You 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 um need to pick. Uh, if there's any confusion as to what race you are, um, you should uh go to the DMV if that's not like listed on your driver's license, and uh and. You could definitely, once you do that, uh, depending on what your color is, you need to find other people that have that on their driver's license and start hoarding resources resources because um, it's really bad on Twitter and Facebook, and that's bound to spill over. That's why we (laughs) said you might still get Every other aspect of life. Every other aspect of life, it's happening. Anyone of opposite of different colors than you who still pretends to like you is uh that's a lie. Um they already know and are plotting. This is real. It's not just memes. Uh so the big thing here that upsets me is let's let's talk about the the, the sticking to character. Okay? Hallie Bailey does not have gills. She I presume
1: has in, in, legs. In home- in all fairness, Jody Benson didn't have gills either.
2: This is literally 2019.
1: This is literally 2019.
2: It is literally. Unless you're watching this in the
1: future, and then we recorded it in 2019. This
2: was literally done in 2019. And this is this is not okay. And it's not okay because this is a woman who is walking probably right now somewhere. Okay.
1: Yeah. Now she she does not have fish tails.
2: Oh, you're a mermaid. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hold your breath underwater for a week. So it's very upsetting. And again, the internet has been just a treasure trove of memes and angry comments And angry comments about the angry comments and angry comments about the angry comments about the angry comments. I am one of the founding members of the Facebook group Christians Against the Little Mermaid. Um, (laughs) And uh, it is now, I think, several tens of thousands strong. Mostly, um, it's now mostly black people uh, making fun of white people with memes, which is... Appropriate for such a thing. Um, but uh, it's very upsetting. Um, some would say that something like 95% of the hashtag not my aerial campaign was from people getting mad about the hashtag not my aerial campaign. But I, would I think, say, okay, so
1: so what I'm going to say here, since I added that note. <laughs> um, that's, that's why I said some yeah, would say that. Yeah. When uh, people were like, "Yeah, see, this is proof that uh, tons of white people all across America are racist pricks," um, not uh, hashtag not my Ariel is trending on Twitter, right. and and, or, and they were using to prove it. They had like six tweets. Three of them were from anonymous, and one of them was from something that got pulled down because it was an obvious bot account. Right. So it was just kind of like. I think most of it was people getting mad at the very, very vocal minority and it's, and retweeting that hashtag. So it no. started trending and it it wasn't news like nobody I don't it, it's a it's a fictional uh, I think mythological would count creature. yeah, it uh, actually
2: I learned from one of our followers that it actually started as a story. Uh, that was penned from a gay man to his lover. And the fish, I guess, was gay. I didn't vet that. I just ran with yeah, it. Yeah, you did not vet that. I just ran with that live. Little Mermaid no, started so, okay, off the, as a gay fish The original fish story man. of
1: the Little Mermaid.
2: Gay fish
0: man.
1: I know it. Because, um, you know, two sisters. Um, so the original story of the Little Mermaid is a very dark, very brutal, very, very... Uh, traumatizing story to tell any child because it's about Ariel and she wants to get with the Prince. And so she goes to Ursula and Ursula's like, okay, but I'm going to take your singing or I'm going to take your voice. So you're going to have to talk to this guy, uh, without being able to, uh, you're going to have to get this guy to fall in love with you without falling, uh, without speaking. She doesn't do it. He ends up marrying somebody else.
2: Oh God
1: uh and she ends up like whenever she would take a step on land it hurt because she wasn't used to it and like it was just like this really torturous event the entire time and she d- didn't get the prince to fall in love with her so she loses her voice she ends up losing her arms and her legs <laughs> like it is a brutal story and it's, basically it says don't go after the person you love <laughs> which is saying, good advice I mean, that's, that's, it was that's, a very that's... segregationist
2: story that, let's be clear that's good advice stay away from <laughs> the one you love find something practical there's something um that's definitely the, what you should take from that but I still <laughs> like the idea of what so was there a crab that sang calypso songs in the in the book no I don't care no, about I'm the book I don't care about the book um uh, I don't the book doesn't matter <laughs> to me anymore um, oh, yeah,
1: something about she, like, turned green at the end and, like, rotted. I can't remember all of it.
2: Because, again, traumatic story. Well, then let's see Halle Bailey do all that then. That'll be fun That's for the it, kids. it,
1: that her tongue was cut out too.
2: Oh, gosh, Casey. Isn't her tongue cut out? Oh, God. Um. So, looking at some of these comments, Chris Reynolds says, Little Mermaid, make it a rapper name, which I actually like that.
1: Yeah, I'm okay
2: with that. I, like L-I-L mermaid. I like yeah, that. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid X. Um, And then what else here? Wait until all these Christians find out what the skin color of Jesus was. So that was my whole thing was like, okay, you're upset about. So if I were black, I'd be like, why are you taking an existing character and making it black? Why don't we get a new character? Like, why don't we get like when they did the, what the other, the black print? I know nothing about Disney. The black one from New Orleans, whatever her name is um the
1: oh princess
2: i don't know whatever name or something yeah yeah sure or whatever it was yeah yeah it was a princess and frog like oh i guess that wasn't original but why so you know make like a black like they they did with uh moana that was just like something they made why don't they make that for a black person Frog princess. Why don't they Um, just make like mythology for black people? But so that's what I would think if I were black. But I don't really have a problem with it because like even now they'll still unironically make biblical figures who are white with English accents. Like it. it, So I'm not like I'm just not that upset about it. And if they want to make Idris Elba into Bond, which that kind of you know Bond is always this new person, Idris Elba actually is British, like whatever. Like, I mean,
1: bond you can always come up with the argument that the uh, code name is bond like that's just that is you that is your title you are now that's your code name and yeah, that's it, why it constantly changes people it's not that there is one person named james bond it's all these different people.
2: right exactly but personally yeah
1: as right. a rec- as a recovering ginger i like that confused look on your face
2: how does one recover from okay but go ahead so I was born
1: I was born with, like, bright, bright red hair, and it fell out yeah. when I was, like, two and grew back blonde. So recovering ginger. Um, less than 2% of the world is ginger. <laughs> Stop getting rid of those parts.
2: So that's a powerful statement. So I saw a meme where they're, like, erasing gingers from animated spots, like Mary Jane and Spider-Man. My is own DNA purple. tried to erase gingers. Well, it's so, a recessive trait. So I was born uh, platinum blonde with, like, sky blue eyes. And then, like, at some point at, I guess, like, two, three years old, it started becoming brown. And now my eyes are, like, a a bluish green. So they're trying to erase our culture and our heritage. And this is when the 14 words come to... I'm, I'm, nope. Oh, um, so, <laughs> uh...
0: So, Jesus.
2: <laughs> so no nope so um uh no so so yeah so that happened it was terrible we again we might get nuked like the, the, so there are many many reasons that we could get nuked and one of them is the is this thing with the fish story um, this just kind of underscores how like easily, so there weren't a lot of people that were truly offended, but all of them commented on our memes, like all of them, uh, commented their anger, uh, at their history being <laughs> erased because of, a, of, of animated fish to from the nineties, um, not being, uh, a, a redhead anymore, a white redhead anymore. Um, and I just, so I, I came up with the campaign that we make uh 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 ursula b uh wayne knight uh newman from seinfeld yeah uh because why not
1: somebody recommended um god what is that like that that chef's name that's always angry he's like in uh hell's kitchen or oh um, oh
2: i'm i'm picturing him and can hear his voice chef yeah he's
1: the he's the angry british guy that's always yelling he's like he puts the piece of bread on either side of somebody's head and he's like what are you and she's like i'm a stupid sandwich or yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Hold, hold on uh, his name is gordon Ramsay.
1: yeah gordon Ramsay to play the angry cook and or angry chef and the little mermaid
2: and i'm like yeah you know i what? like that yeah i would watch it just for that i would watch it for that why not and uh you could have um Trying to think of someone for the for the crab. I think the crab's been. You could have Louis Farrakhan, oh. the king of Calypso. Oh my god! He's the original. He's one of the original Calypso artists. You could have two of them. One is Louis Farrakhan, and the other one is uh, what's the other guy, uh, Bobby uh, McFadden. No, well, sure, but no, Um uh, Wait,
1: wait, Bobby McFadden.
2: Not neither. Um, McF- uh, Belafonte. Harry, Harry Belafonte and Louis Farrakhan. As the two crabs, this is a romp, a playful romp for the kids. A, play, a so, playful child romp, a playful child romp for the kids. You know it's going to be good for the family. It's good for the family. Louis Farrakhan, he's actually a good. He's a very talented musician. He's like a is he train. yeah. He so he was a he was one of the calypso. I'm not joking when I say he was one of the kings of calypso. Him and Belafonte and all of them. And then he became a, a the head of the nation of Islam um but no he's an incredibly talented musical artist that, that people don't realize that that's why I'm not, I'm not joking if you really wanted to continue pissing off white people while simultaneously um uh 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 bringing musical joy to millions hashtag what's the crab's name the crab's name is louis isn't the crab's name louis what's the crab's name
1: i don't man i don't know i haven't seen that movie in little mermaid crab
2: like t- 30 years Sebastian. Sebastian. I, I I hereby move for whatever it's worth. Lewis Farrakhan for the crab. I'm gonna post that tomorrow. That certainly will not get me unfriended by anyone. Um, <laughs> definitely no one Jewish. Um yeah, no, I'm a I'm a fan of it. So so that happened. Hopefully we'll be able to all not die. And speaking of uh uh farcical things that don't really matter stupid certain, things that happen that, that are related week. that are related to uh, uh uh aquatic animals of different kinds we did a very important poll here at uh at money waters media and by we i mean me with jason and matt visibly horrified um yeah, i did a i did a i did that's a poll accurate. i did a poll and i didn't tell him either um, this started <laughs> as' came a, up on my feed
1: and i was like this, what is this?
2: <laughs> so this started as a conversation with uh Sam Coppinger of uh or Coppinger of uh, uh neoliberal what is it? libertarian memes for neoliberal teens and uh say that ten times fast and uh, he gave the correct answer which i won't tell until until we come to the final results, which will be tomorrow. Um, but the uh so I did a poll where I asked what would you rather fight an elephant sized turtle or five thousand turtle sized elephant And and to be clear, this is a box turtle. So the, the it's a box turtle. If it were a snapping turtle, that would be simply unfair. For many reasons. It's a box turtle. But it wants to kill you. uh, More than anything it ever has or will want. In its short life. Um, And the same with the elephants. Uh, So the elephants are. The size of a box turtle. Each of them. There's about 5,000 of them. There's actually exactly 5,000 of them. And between them they share collectively. The strength of a full sized elephant. And have the speed of. Of a of a of a small like a small dog, um, so they're not. Are, are they so or, are they organized? Yes, yes. No, they're organized, and they too want to kill you more than anything that any animal could be expected to want. Um, they want. So are they
1: like ants, like organized, or are they like just people organized? Because ants organized is much more terrifying.
2: I believe that elephants organize very well. Uh, so Even? I'm gonna I'm I don't know. Uh, I, they seem to have had a rough go of it recently. Uh, but I think let's say ants like they're, these are, they're, they're swarming. They're coming for you with their tiny, cute little tusks. And the, the the problem with both of these is that they're both adorable in their own special way. And yet they want to kill you. Now as a bonus, you, you, you cannot have any kind of guns or explosives. People are like, Oh, well, I'll do either one. I'll just kill them with my AR. And, uh, and that, no, you, so for your weapon if you choose to have a weapon which i would recommend you can either have a large stick with nails on it or a large nail with sticks on it and um it doesn't really matter which you choose uh that that's a secondary poll that we will never do um but the the the, the question here was uh was very clear would you rather fight an elephant sized turtle or 5000 turtle sized uh lfe uh elephant sized turtle it was neck and neck for a while there. I don't know it how was. close. I don't know how closely you were, were following it. Uh, I, Matt, I anyway.
1: was following it very closely because so I picked when I saw it. I picked elephant sized turtle, and I was sitting next to super fan Casey Neth mm. and she was putting forth a very terrible argument for five thousand turtle sized elephi or elephi. and uh so we were debating this and luckily the questions were being answered in the uh comments for us because she was asking me questions and i was like i don't know this isn't my poll spike just did this (laughs) spike went rogue and posted this so i don't have answers oh look they're all here people have been asking
2: uh so and i I was answering because i was there i'm like i'm not just dropping this poll and going about my day there are questions (laughs) that are gonna need to be answered and um uh, and it's part of my axiom that the more ridiculous thing, something is that we post on our page, the more engagement it gets. Uh, and this right. is proof of that. And, um, right. or at least it's a, it's a data set very strongly in favor of that assertion. Um, Sarah Brandian says libertarian organized. Well, if that's the case, I would definitely pick the elephants I'm because they'll, I'm, they'll kill each other.
1: Ta- oh yeah. That's actually a good call.
2: If they're libertarian organized.
1: Yeah, By the time no, I get there, if that's the case, I'm taking the so I'm like, you're 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 elephant. You're not a real elephant. You're not a real elephant. You're not. You're not one of us You're not a real elephant. You're not a. Get out of here. You're a. You're a state offense.
2: You're a state. Of <laughs> you're a state turtle. Yeah, they call each other turtle, elef- turtle liquor. <laughs> um. So that's yeah, but no, they'd be they'd actually be organized, but. So I don't want to tip my hat on what the correct answer is. Um, I'll probably do that on the show tomorrow. But the I will cor- say the this: the correct answer
1: is the uh, turtle the size of an elephant. That is the correct answer.
2: I'm not going to say that yet. You can say whatever you want. You're I, free. Th- that I is can, the correct answer.
1: I don't care you, what you say. You, you, you can. You're free answer.
2: to to say that. But I will. I will. I will tell everyone what the correct answer is tomorrow. On my fellow Americans, um, so yeah. So for those who didn't see it before, here's where we are. If you feel very strongly one way or the other, you got to get in on the poll. You got to go to Muddy Waters Media and scroll down and t- scroll down until you see this poll, and you got you got to get in on it. If your side loses, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. <laughs> um. So speaking of, uh, creepy questions <laughs> that are that are asked. Uh. Yeah. So, okay. I'll go with that. So, our good old friend was it Jeff Epstein?
1: Listen, first of all, before you continue that saying, uh, that sentence, he is not a good old friend of ours.
2: Yeah. No. We are against. We have rape. never met
1: him. We don't want to meet him.
2: No, we definitely don't. We definitely don't. We here at Muddy Waters
1: roped in with those at the Would at the muddy
2: waters of freedom. Uh, are strongly against rape, especially rape of children. We are. We have been pretty clear for a long time and vocal about the fact that we are not. That's not. We, you can't do that. Don't do that. No, you can't. Do not, not do, do that. that. Do not do that. uh So, is, is it Jeff? What Jeff. is this? It, it is Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Epstein. It would Jeff. be. That's probably the Jeff that has the nuke. Um. Jeff, So, Jeff Epstein has been charged in uh, sex trafficking, and conspiracy to commit sex trafficking. Uh, you did these notes, so you probably know this a lot better than me. I just know he has pedophile island. I don't really know all the details. Does, yeah, no, he
1: does have pedophile island. It's not called that, though. That's not what he calls it. Um, <laughs> <Isn't> so... It? <laughs> Oddly enough, didn't Officer, name it I can island. call it whatever no, no, no. I want.
2: That's my First Amendment right to call it pedophile island. I mean, I'm a pedophile.
1: Um, yeah, so according to court documents, he uh, is being charged and he has preyed on dozens of victims as young as age 14 mm. uh, when the federal officers raided his New York uh, house, apartment, something. I don't know, his, okay. His his domicile in new york Uh, York as he was landing uh from paris they found just a buttload of cds uh cd roms filled with nude photos of underage girls CDs? Um, cds yeah i mean safer than the cloud i i don't know not dvds i mean that that's just based on the article i read
2: yeah no i mean and 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 to make that clarification it must be cds which begs the question if you're carrying around child porn wouldn't you want to maybe kind of consolidate that he wasn't carrying it around
1: though it was just at his house
2: but even still to have this big columbia house pack of cds like you know (laughs) it's not child porn and there's like because, I, mean, I mean, if you have several gigabytes of child porn, that's like an entire case that you could just have on like a little flash drive that you smash with a hammer or a, a, a little SD card or something like that. I'm not trying to give ideas to pedophiles. I'm just saying, like, common sense would say that. Anyway, CDs.
1: Yeah, CDs. Uh, the former FBI assistant director, Chris Swecker, Believes that the two-count indictment was brought to get Epstein off the streets as fast as possible, but believes multiple charges are following it. Um, So, I mean, that's just got to be terrifying. Uh, Epstein pleaded not guilty. It's
2: all a big misunderstanding. Guys. You know, because
1: last time he pleaded guilty, and uh, he got the deal of of the century, I think is what they called it. And uh, so this time he was like, "Well, let's see what happens when I plead not guilty." I guess <laughs> that's the only lucky. thing I can think
2: of. I'm feeling lucky. Those aren't my c- CDs. My my. If I were in this situation, I would well, I'd kill myself. But if I if I were in this situation and had the raw chutzpah as an Epstein might to uh to fight the charges, my main my main line of defense would be, come on, CDs. CD ROMs. I'm using CD-ROM. late 90s storage technology. <laughs> yeah. Like this, Officer, I mean, Your Honor, I'm a billionaire. I got a freaking island for pedophiles, allegedly. <laughs> I got an I island. A, I have a jet that
1: people call the Lolita Express.
2: I have a lot of really in inappropriately named things. Why would I have CDs? Right. Like, like, uh, uh, like who, who said it here? Sarah Branian said, um, you could just eat... Like, if you had, like, an SD card, you just eat it. Yeah. And then they have to... I, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know eat it. Or you could just chop it up. She's, she also said they're probably labeled Epstein child porn in permanent worker <laughs> That's what... I mean, like, really... Well, CDs? no, so
1: apparently what... They they were labeled with things like uh, young, young in underwear, <laughs> stuff like, like... Just, like, really blatant stuff, like... <laughs> Yeah, if I get caught, this is just a big middle finger to yeah, everybody just like
2: screw it, yeah. Not guilty. Shane Sweeney uh, today, says Shane Sweeney says that they should have had them on floppy discs. No one would look twice at those, but it'd probably be less capable of looking at them. Yeah, I mean if you're I mean unless you want to look at, you know six hundred by, you know, what, what is it? Six forty by three sixty, you know, badly, you know, highly lossy pictures, right, then yeah, no, you're probably if you're if you're looking at any videos. You'd get like a second and a half, and then you'd have to switch the floppy out. This is more than I expected to talk about storage technology in relation to child porn in my entire life, actually. Right. Um, uh, today, and yet here we are.
1: Today in court, the the judge uh, was. Uh, they were, you know, they're they're trying right now. They're trying to figure out if he should get bail or if he should be held because, you know. A man with two jets in an island that the US isn't allowed to go to. Uh, <laughs> slight flight risk. Uh, and the judge literal said, literal flight risk. Literal flight risk. Right. And uh, the, the, the judge was saying, I'm not sure if this is a uh, in a case like this if that's okay. And they said, Why? Well, because well it involves rape. To which the uh, defense attorney said, I mean, maybe statutory. Yep, that's their defense right now, apparently, is maybe statutory.
2: We'll they're, find out. They're... Wait, uh, <laughs> so this, since we're on a libertarian show, this is... this. Their defense is, what if the child consents?
1: I... I wish I still had that article pulled up on my phone, because I was reading it right before the show. But yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> the oh, I know who shared it, though. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, the defense attorney said, maybe statutory. And I said, that is the bravest, <laughs> most ballsy, insane uh, thing anybody could possibly ever.
2: I, not rape, rape. Not rape, rape. It's well, not you know real rape. Because, you know, you know how some of these kids are. Oh, my Lord. I, uh, Yeah that is yeah that is some breaking news right. uh uh Wait. jeff epstein this running is... for the libertarian uh nomination to be president um God.
1: so yeah uh to uh reed winter garden well, nope sorry reed wine garden the lead attorney for jeff epstein mm-hmm. uh created a stir during his client's arraignment hearing by seemingly shrugging off the fact that some victims simply because of their young ages were regarded in the eyes of the law as rape. Eh, it's only statutory. He said, is that what he actually said? According to the Washington times.
2: At it's only statutory.
1: Yeah. According to the Washington times. Uh, He said that uh, Epstein was only guilty of maybe a lot of prostitution. Weingarten reportedly said the judge shot back, isn't it rape if the girls are underage? And Wintergarten said, well, statutory maybe. In court. In court. During an arraignment hearing. eh, Statutory maybe.
2: Maybe. Eh.
1: Eh. Now, if he had had... Chris Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Reynolds. I don't think Chris Reynolds would take it. I don't think
2: Chris Reynolds. Yeah, Um, I don't think he'd take this, nor do I think it's in his wheelhouse. to take. As everybody knows already, uh,
1: Epstein is very well connected. Uh, The people who have been listed as taking – being friends with Epstein – uh, include Trump, Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey, Prince Andrew, and uh, many others. Uh, Trump reportedly had been on the Lolita Express twice. Um, some, some reports I saw said once, some said twice. I'm going twice just because that's what, you know, err on the side of caution, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Clinton, 26 times, 26 times Bill Clinton was on the Lolita Express.
2: To pedophile
1: island. To pedophile island. Now, if I anybody's know, friends, if anybody's friends with Spike, he posted something today saying, "Can anybody do a Hillary Clinton impression?"
2: Shane offered good. to make lizard noises. which, yeah, I, would have, which it, I would have. Which I would have. I'd have been fine with that. Yeah, uh,
1: but I had this really great bit lined up, and. Oh. Uh, it was gonna give me a chance to use my Bill Clinton, which I don't get to use often anymore. I'm sorry. So I'm gonna use it anyway. Okay, do it again. But okay, you're gonna have to play Hillary in this. Okay. Okay. So just talk normal, and uh, I'll be I'll be Bill, and uh, so it's a phone call or something between the two. Do which I have is a script? Is this a, is this we're no ad-libbing? no we're ad living. I mean okay. I'm not ad living, I've figured this out for a while ago. Okay, um, so I'm ad living. You're, yeah, you're okay, ad-libbing, good. but you're better at that anyway. sure. I'm <laughs> calling you. What? Ring ring? Hey, <laughs> hi, hi Hillary. Uh I got some bad news.
2: Oh no, what happened?
1: Uh remember that fella that used to handle our mutual fund, hedge fund? That that steam fella?
2: The pedophile, yes.
1: Yeah, well, um, he he was indicted today. And you know that I took 26 trips with him down to that little island of his?
2: Yes, I'm aware of the trips.
1: Mm. So you know that uh, thing that you're real good at? Mm-hmm. you you, you got to make him commit suicide.
2: Yeah, I'm very sad already about the... <laughs> Impending loss of our good friend Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, people are going to keep just saying that, you know, people from Arkansas just like having sex with underage.
2: Yes. Fast forward to when she hears that he dies and she goes, <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it was going to be something like that. Uh, but
2: <laughs> that actually was unfortunately very close to how Hillary sounds. That um, was actually pretty close out I, It's time. kinda scary. I wasn't trying. The more I tried not to sound like her, the more I sounded like her. And I'm not sure what that says about me or her, but I'm not I don't like it. Um yeah. Well good. So yeah, so he's he's not gonna live.
1: He's yeah, well I mean he's He's definitely yeah, he's not gonna, either he's, not he's gonna start if he's gonna start naming names in order to do his best.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, cuz he I do mean, do his best to stay out of jail. Cuz he can he, and if not stay out of jail, at least maybe one day get out of jail. Uh, you know, or 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 you know, be able to work out some kind of deal and the more big name politicians he can or, you know, big name people he can drag into it, uh the better, especially if they're presidents and former presidents. Um so yeah, no, he's going to die. Um so, you know, rest in peace to uh Epstein uh I would say say hi to Ross for us, but I'm pretty sure Ross isn't going to burn in eternal hellfire. Um, I, just have a, I just feel like he... I you know, feel like
1: Ross is a decent enough person that he he and Epstein are not going to be... If he is going to the hell, he's not going to be in the
2: same circle. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're not they're going to not. the
2: same place, I guess, is what I want to say, because right. the, the, the the Jewish theory on the afterlife is a lot less uh, black and white. but But... You know, if you're going
1: Dante's rules, oh, well, then there's
2: yeah, there's Dante with, you know, all the rings and so forth. The seven. I'd say say Ross is at least solid purgatory material. Um, I'm just winging it there. Um, Maybe
1: level one on either side or something.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think he was a saint, but I also he's definitely he's definitely not going wherever like lifelong child sex predators go. That's a different place.
0: That's a different place.
2: So say hi to um, Shea Guevara. Um, So, it's, uh, man. Um, So, you know, what is safe for the kids? (laughs) Is Is I mean, I have nothing here. This is, this is our line. This is our order of, (laughs) in the. <laughs> this is what you picked this order too. Did I pick this order?
1: Well, I mean, you could have put the turtle poll update there.
0: <laughs>
2: oh man, yeah. I just thought because of the animals. So, guys, are you thinking of making a podcast? Well, I know I am, and I'm going to be going over to Anchor FM. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast.
1: That's right. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. Or free which you can use right from your phone
2: or computer for free well i heard that they had creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great
1: that's absolutely 100 percent true and not only that but they will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere spotify apple podcasts google podcasts radio public and many more
2: that is incredible and the the fact is, you might think it can't get any better, but yet you can easily make money from your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. No minimum listenership. No minimum listenership. Well, that's great day in the morning. Great day in the morning, indeed, Matt. <laughs> great and day in the morning. So, guys, if you're if you're also on a great day in the morning, then be sure to download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm. To get started, and in fact, one of the very cool features besides paying you that Anchor has uh, is that uh, your fans can uh, donate to you, and they can also do a thing that I'm pulling up, where they got the old yeah. voice. So you're
1: not you only can... not only can they not only does it act like a Patreon where people can give you money for doing the quality programming that you come to know and love, but they will also leave you voice messages that you can. Uh, Answer to right on the air.
2: And so we have some messages from the beautiful and talented personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, uh, who is... The first one's anonymous. We have two from Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, and then a third one from an an anonymous source that we don't know. Um, And so... (laughs) Here's the first one. It's definitely not Chris
1: Reynolds. It is definitely,
2: it is someone other than Chris Reynolds attorney at law. It is completely anonymous, but here are the two from Chris Reynolds.
3: Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds here with your weekly Buddha's break. (laughs) Wanted to see if we could talk a little bit about uh, executive privilege, executive orders and the like tonight. Um, We're hearing more and more about that. Um, with whether it's regarding the Senate, um, not wanting to authorize military action, or um, more recently about a question on the census, and I'm seeing more and more people argue and debate whether it's in real life or on TV or on the internet about whether or not you know a president should be able to do these sorts of things or not. And I don't know that many people really know the theories and reasons behind why we have, even just this division of powers and um, what executive privilege actually is and the historical context of that. So uh, anything like that would be uh, much appreciated. Thank you. Bye.
2: Well, thanks definitely, Chris Reynolds. Um, So I I don't know if you have anything that you want to say on this. I, I have I have quite this might surprise you. I have quite a bit to say about executive orders.
1: Well, so what's executive privilege?
2: you can do it because you're the president. Uh,
1: executive privilege came in sort of, it was uh, allowed by the Supreme court during us versus Nixon, meaning that when you subpoena people from the executive branch that you don't, they can say, no, I don't have to show up because of the separations and powers of government. Right. Um, so that's, when they're like, yeah, I'm, subpoena- I'm going to subpoena you to the Senate hearing. Uh, I'm going to subpoena you to the Senate hearing. Uh, the And they were saying, no, we don't have to go because we're a different branch. We're, we're the executive branch. Screw you. I'm which not is, doing it.
2: Which is definitely the checks and balances that the founders had in mind for the president to just be right. like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm busy. I'm good. I'm good. Nah, I'm, I'm going to not I do that. If,
1: I, I don't know if you know what I got going on over here, but. Uh, got a little bit happening i'm the president yeah
2: so
0: yeah, well, yeah I, a,
1: go a ahead. lot of people get executive orders and executive privilege mixed up right because exe- executive orders is i'm just gonna okay we need this done so i'm just gonna sign this and a lot of times it's historic well not historically but a lot of times it's been used as a uh just something small kind of thing that everybody's going to agree on while people while the senate and the house were uh on break and it's just like, okay, we're just going to do this and then we can pass the law later. Right. Um, but then people started abusing that power. they were like, well, if you're not going to pass this law, I'm just going to do an executive order. We saw it a lot in the democratic debates where, you know, day one I'll sign an executive order to get rid of AR-15s and all weapons right. of war. and whatever. Um, I'm going to sign an executive order to get rid of global warming. Somehow. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah. Okay. Um, well, okay. yep. But yeah, it, so executive orders and executive privilege are two totally different things. Uh, when you invoke executive privilege is when the Senate's like, hey, we need to talk to you, your staff, your cabinet, and they go, no, nah. executive privilege, not showing up to that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with the executive orders, the, 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 the two biggest ones that are in, in discussion right now are the ones related to. Actually, I guess the three biggest, uh, the two biggest right now are the census question and the, the stuff related to the border wall. And then the, the, the one that is probably every bit as important, but you know, doesn't get as much attention because Democrats would be doing the same damn thing. And if it were the other way around is that the, the, the Congress has been pretty much saying to Trump, we're done with the war in Yemen. We're not helping them in Yemen. We're not helping the Saudis destroy Yemen anymore. And, uh, sure. he just keeps vetoing it and, you know, passing executive orders going around them. Um, right now the big thing, the hottest contention thing is this ridiculous citizenship question thing on the census. So for clarification, and my timeline may be a little bit screwed up, but basically there used to be a long form and a short form, uh, of, of the census and the short form, uh, Everyone got the long form, only select people got the long form, uh, up until uh, starting in I want to say 1950, 50 or 60, started asking if the main person in the household, like the head of household, was a U.S. citizen or a citizen of another country. Um, and then the uh, and then for a brief period of time, it stopped asking that and then it started asking it again and again I don't remember the timelines here but it was only on the long form and it was asked on specific on just select people and it was only asked of the the head of household then in 2010 they got rid of the long form and now it's just one uniform census that everyone has to fill out um and many people don't but most people are, you're you're required to fill out and that has never asked the citizenship Donald Trump wanted this, that just the short firm census to ask if the head of household and everybody in the household, what their citizenship is, which has never happened before. Um, and so, uh, Congress said, no, we're not going to do that. They said, well, we're going to, Trump said, we're going to do it anyway. The Supreme court said, no, you can't do that. And Trump said, well, we're going to pass, uh, an executive order stating that we're going to do it. We'll see how this turns out. The Supreme Court has a history of extreme deference to the executive office to the point of it basically being easily the most powerful uh, of the three supposedly co-equal branches of government. Um, Yeah.
1: so I may be wrong here, uh, not to interrupt you, well, to interrupt you before you spiral.
0: Um,
1: I may be wrong here, but I think that the Supreme Court ruled that they couldn't put that on the uh, census.
2: They did. They ruled that they could okay. not put it on the census, and Trump said, "I'm going to put it on anyway." And he passed an executive order stating, "I'm going to put it on anyway." So that should be fun. Okay. And yeah, he said. He said, "I'm going to do it because it's 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 for 2020, and I don't care what you ruled." And we're it, they're going to be printing out now, so I want it on there. And so I guess they're going to put it on there. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen there, but um. So that's the most recent one, and then of course the stuff with the you know passing a executive order for an emergency that he said was not an emergency uh for the border wall um but here here's what it boils down to for me one party's in the white house they pass executive orders the party that's not in the white house says this is tyranny you can't do this this is terrible this is not what the founders intended they intended checks and balances and then they get into office and the other party's not in office and they switch roles. Now the one in office said, well, you did it when you were in office. So we're going to do it too because we're not hypocrites. And the ones that are out of office go, no, 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 this is tyranny. It's terrible. How dare you? And it, this is nothing like when we were doing the exact same thing. It is what it is. They're partisans are hypocrites. Whoever gets in office is going to abuse power. And the longer it goes on, the worse the abuse is and the worse the hypocrisy is. So, Yeah. Yeah. So here yep. is the second question from definitely Chris Reynolds.
3: Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with your weekly Amy Klobuchar corner. And are we I doing wanted to this to or... make an observation and see if the guys had any uh, any thoughts on this? One of the more unique um, aspects to the Trump presidency that I've seen so far is the overwhelming, Uh, support by evangelical Christians, Um, Hmm. mostly, and that's where he's got a lot of his support in the Heartland and and Midwest and, and all of that. But as someone who grew up in Christian churches and knows the Bible extremely well, it just seems so much about what Donald Trump does and believes and says seems to be so antithetical to the Christian religion that I just don't get it. And, and there's been a lot written about this, but I didn't know what you guys, uh, if you guys had any thoughts about that and uh, could maybe help us understand that a little better. Thank you.
2: Matt, you grew up Christian, so I'll let you start off on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm the, uh, the, the lost soul of my family. So, um, yeah, uh, my i don't really know if my family's evangelical christian i don't really know we're, we're christian i don't know what denomination of christian um
0: christian christian
1: we have christian like i don't know baptist or oh, just uh, um but yeah so like i grew up i i did the i did church three times a week i was uh for anybody out there who knows what young life is i was very active in young life um Spike um, laughs.
2: I've I've heard of it. That's why I, I yeah. A little, a little uh, I was re- I was
1: really active in Young Life, and uh, they had an offshoot group called Campaigners that I was really active in. And and, and, at,
2: and at no point did they address what what denomination this was.
1: Uh, well, Young Life was a non-denominational. Thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay the, fair enough. So the church we went to was the Evangelical Free Church. Mm-hmm. but it was sort of like a non-denominational church where you just talk about God, I guess. right. I didn't pay attention a lot, as you can plainly see. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people have are very much on the uh, Trump train that you wouldn't think would be because...
2: Yeah, one would not think,
1: yeah. Yeah, because of a lot of the... Uh, uh, he he was a democrat throughout the 90s and part of the 2000s he switched over he cheated on his wife the first one and the second one and the third one wait oh, oh yeah
2: also he's had three wives um, and cheated on all of them and, and has multiple like i mean he's a freaking sexual mess
1: he is, he is a sexual mess. A mess he he is he's crass he's rude Uh, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I think that evangelical Christians, and I believe that they are typically Republican, and they support anybody that has an R after their name. Yeah. Just like I assume, and this is a very wide assumption, (laughs) less wide than that one, But anybody that's vegan supports somebody with a D after their name up until the Socialist Party becomes a thing, and then they'll support anybody with an S after their name. Um, But I think that the evangelical Christians believe that the Republican Party is fighting for what they believe God wants. Uh, And the main thing that God wants is for abortion to be illegal. So if that's like God's
2: main thing god's main thing is like make abortion illegal and stop the gays right
1: so anybody (laughs) that's what god
2: created humans was to stop the gays and stop abortion
1: any 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 politician who's out there saying that he's gonna make abortion illegal the evangelicals will glom on to yes and say this is our guy he's fighting for god it doesn't matter that he was on tape saying grab him by the you know or that he had countless affairs with porn stars and with other you know while his wife was pregnant and that he had three separate marriages and that he doesn't respect the sanctity of marriage and that his wife was uh posing nude on magazines before they got like none of that matters
2: with, with other women
1: with other women None of that matters as long as he is pro-life. Or at least he says he's pro-life. As
2: as long as he says he's pro-life. Because again, keep in mind, the U.S. government is still fully funding Planned Parenthood. All of the the intrigue about, you know, oh, we're going to stop abortion. And he shows up to the anti-abortion rallies and they cheer him on. He says, oh, it's so terrible what they're doing to the babies. I'm going to keep funding it. And every Republican votes for it. In fact, Rand Paul recently was talking about the hypocrisy of so- so-called pro-life Republicans that first of all, don't follow through on their pro-life anti-abortion agenda. And second of all, don't seem to be pro-life when it comes to any, any like any of the Brown people that are murdered every day by the U S military or, you know, I mean, it, it, we go on and on about what, what pro-life means. Um, but this speaks to a bigger problem that I see, not just with Christians, but people of faith in general. And I'm going to use a quote from from the Bible. I'm going to use a quote from the Bible, from the Christian Bible. This is 2 Timothy four three. I think that means chapter 4?
1: Chapter 4, verse 3. Verse
2: 3 of the Bible. For the time will come when people will put up not will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. So, they want to... The echo chamber. Yeah, it's echo chamber. So, I have watched a lot of online and TV pastors, and my God. You get everything from God's going to pay your rent to... You know, oh, you you have haters? Well, so did King David. Because you're definitely just like King David, you, guy, schmuck who's watching this. Um, It is incredibly, like, I'm convinced that the vast majority of self-described Christians are probably, if you drilled them on, like, biblical canon, if they believe it, they'd say no. But there's right. either, it either they were born into it or it's just there in an area where socially you kind of have to be, or you just like God equal equals love and Jesus equals love. So I'm a Christian, or you've got some pastor who's like blowing smoke up your ass all day long. And this is not specific to Christians, but this is a overwhelmingly self-described Christian country. So we are where we are. I'm sure Muslims have similar problems and Jews have, uh, all sorts of problems that, you know, whatever, but, uh, this is a problem that you have people that are, from what I've read of the Bible, Jesus was as close to being an anarchist as one could be without being stoned to death immediately for it. You know, he didn't use money. He he, he told everyone around him to give up everything and follow him. Uh, he refused to give straight answers to the, the religious and, and political authorities ever um, I mean, the guy was pretty hardcore agorist and he was not Republican Jesus. Yeah, he was, he's okay with you defending yourself and having a weapon or whatever. But like, he was not like, Jesus didn't want you to bomb all these countries, guys. Like, no, it was not his, <laughs> like, this is not yeah, when, it,
1: it, when Jesus, I think it was Jesus. It's been a while. Uh, I'm going to see if I can so one year i actually had to give a speech uh god frank frank wolf representative frank wolf okay he was the local he was the local rep in virginia where i grew up and uh he and i were both speaking at an event and i was speaking after him and um so i went up on stage and i said i'd like to thank my undercard speaker representative and nice i like i was seven i was 17 um (laughs) But uh, so, and I was giving a speech on why I would never lose my faith. I didn't have foresight back then. But um, so, when he said, you know, I am, you are the flock, I am the shepherd, go out and make, oh God, it's been so long. Go out and make uh, whatever of men disciples Um, yeah one of my lights just went out that's weird um see
2: see see take the bible seriously matt um i said something about you will be fishers of men
1: yeah so and they were like well yeah
2: but give us our fish back and he's like no no yeah he's not
1: saying go out there and uh murder everybody that doesn't believe this
2: he's not saying go
1: to remote islands where you going there may you know, kill everybody there. Um because God, what island was that? Do you remember? Which island? The kid was? that the kid that went to the island and nobody had been there in like ten thousand years and he went there to to like do a mission trip, but nobody had been there in ten thousand years. Oh god, the,
2: the, the oh the the guy and they can't they the and he got like air speared out. He got they yeah. aired him out with their spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So when Yeah, when God was saying, go out and be fishers of men, he wasn't saying, you know, go out and force these people to love me. He gave everybody free will. Like, if you believe in this, right. he gave everybody free will. He gave right. each and every one of us free will. And he he could have made all of us. He could have made every single person love God and just be little Christian robots that are out there you know, John 3, 16, so for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and he who ever believeth in him shall not perish and have everlasting life. And we just yeah, kind of like, really that good. would be good our job. pledge of allegiance. And, good um, job, people. you know, we'd all be like tiny little Tim Tebow's who can't play football as well. And, or as, I'm not really sure where that stands, um, but he didn't, he didn't, if you believe in this, he didn't do that. He did that because we all have that choice. We have the choice to believe in this or not believe in it.
2: Right, right. And it
1: is not on any single person to force that upon somebody else. If you want to introduce it to them, you can, that, that you're absolutely fine to do, but it is not a reason to not be friends with somebody. It is not a reason to write somebody out of your life. It is not a reason to try to enact violence on somebody or a culture of people or anything else. You're, if they don't want it, okay, if you believe in this, if you believe in the peace and the love and the generosity of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, then that's, you have done everything that you, yeah, I know, I'm like struggling on this one, Matt Wright so. theology
2: moment. I'm loving it. I'm, we're going to have this every, every episode we're having the Matt Wright Bible <laughs> Corner Um, don't don't make me
1: start reading it, but it is, you have done what you're supposed to do by telling them about it. And if they aren't going to take it, that doesn't, you don't turn your back on the person, you know, turn the other cheek and all that crap. Well, And you also don't like
2: hurt them. Like, so the way it's been explained to me is all the talk about judging and rebuking and stuff in the Bible is for Christians to other Christians. It's not like, Oh, you're not a believer well, I'm going to judge you and you better do this. Or, oh, you're, you know, like a gay, you know, pagan, trans furry. I'm going to, you know, give you a heart. Like, no, they don't, they're not a part of your faith. Like they don't leave them alone. Like all the people that Jesus walked by and like, didn't say a thing to him because they weren't interested in what he had to say. So like, and, and, and this goes into the whole like mythology about, I've heard people say, you know, America's the new Jerusalem. And I'm like, no, it's not. No. It's a secular state. And it has not, it's not even mentioned in the Bible. So if you believe in the end times theories in the Bible, then America doesn't even make it to the end times. Cause there's zero reference to anything even closely resembling America. So
1: unless, unless you ask Republican Christians, in which case, yes, there is, because yeah. I get that argument all the time. There is parts in the Bible where they talk about the big, the big bear and the little bear, and they're going to help defeat. And I think that's USA and Israel are going to help defeat the antichrist. It's like, whoa, let's calm down. If
2: the new Testament, if the new Testament is anything like the old Testament, it names nations and people. It doesn't give analogies like Jerusalem. I know is mentioned in the new Testament and, uh, 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 um, uh, Gog and Magog, which are descent from Amalek. Like, these are real things that were in the Bible. They don't just, oh, well, you don't have to think about it. This could be America. No, no, the hell it isn't. It's not America. So if you, if you believe, because I know there's theories on that too that we're not going to go into, but if you believe in the revelation and time theory of the Bible, then America's already gone by then. There is no America. It's mm-hmm. been replaced by something else. Or it's so inconsequential that they didn't even bother mentioning it. So no, Republican Jesus is not real. Um, so and Chris did
1: bring up a couple of good points. That I want to get back to before we go on to the person that's definitely not Chris Reynolds.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, also they, Trump's going to nominate the judges that say these things as well, that, that are going to say, you know, they're pro-life, which that's what evangelical Christians want. So yes, they're going to support that because, you know, we got to make sure that we got a court that's going to fight against people being aborted. Okay. Like that, that is another reason that they're going to do it. And for the most part, he's going to argue that he's going to be cutting the taxes for everybody, especially the middle class, which most of the people who are evangelical uh, Christians fall into the middle and upper lower class. And you, if you're going to tell them, I'm going to cut your taxes, right, they're going to be on
2: board. Right. But but that's So and, and, and which means you're you're selling out. So if it's like, OK, well, I'm going to give you more of your money back or not take as much of your money, but I'm also going to do all of these blatantly unchristian things. And they go, he's God's candidate. No, no, he's not. He's he's a secular. Politician who's going to rob you, maybe rob you less, but also kill people just like the Democrat would like the whole thing to me is like. It, the the stronger my faith has been, the more I got pushed to anarchy because it was like there is nothing in here that justifies the secular state, and and post the destruction of the Jewish temple, there's nothing here that justifies religious nationalism. Like there there's the the and and everything I've read because I I haven't extensively read New Testament, but everything I've read from Christ sounded like a freaking anarchist, like he didn't have any interest in in statecraft or any of the stuff that the Pharisees and Sadducees were mad about because they thought he was coming back to establish the, the Jewish name. And he's like, I don't care about any of that. I don't even care about the Jewish bloodline anymore. Like, this is literally just going to be about making a personal choice to believe. And that is the most anarchist thing I can think of from an Abrahamic religion. So anyway... So here is our question from we don't know who, it's definitely not Chris Reynolds.
3: Hello, Muddy Waters Media, first time, long time anonymous. Definitely not Chris
2: Reynolds. Definitely not
3: listener wanted to comment on some of the important.
2: We have to figure out who this who this was. Number one,
3: I recently saw this show on Netflix called The Society. It's a bunch of teenagers. They're. Parents disappear and they have to create their own society. Discuss two <laughs> big little lies. Omg, oh, Meryl man. Streep, give her the freaking awards, every award she can possibly get now. Taken away, Nicole Kidman's children. It's absolutely amazing, and I can't finish this without number three, Stranger Things finished it up this this week and absolutely amazing. I don't must see. Don't
1: worry, I got you.
2: Hey guys, whoever this anonymous person is, I don't <laughs> know how often you watch the show, but well maybe matt i don't really watch tv you you can i i want to talk okay, about so the, kids. the society
1: i i haven't seen yet but it is something that i want to watch it's going to be a uh, classic retelling of like a lord of the flies story right, right. Uh, which they've done multiple times um i'm actually kind of excited to see it i just haven't gotten around to doing it yet still haven't seen big little lies because this is obviously the same color from last week um but uh season three of stranger things
2: Now, are we grabbing
1: the mic? Oh, yeah, we're grabbing the mic and leading back. Season three of Stranger Things is um, fantastic. It was so incredibly good. I watched it, it came out on July 4th at midnight. I woke up at 11 a.m. and I immediately went to my couch and uh, I didn't put. I didn't get dressed. Like I was just wearing like the pants that I wore to bed and I sat there and I watched the entire thing in uh, one long stretch. There were moments where I was just gripped to the TV, just completely enthralled by everything that was happening. It was very anti-communist, which I loved. Um, they, they, they hit the commies and they hit them hard. And I like that. Uh, There were moments where I teared up. There were moments where I yelled at the TV in anger because of what they did. It was so incredibly good. If you haven't seen any of the stranger things, watch them all. But this is the, they've done three seasons. This is the second best season. Season two was really good, but season three, I think edges it out a little bit. And the ending Leaves you wanting season four so bad, with so many options of what can happen. It's they have done a fantastic job of doing this, and uh, I highly, highly recommend season three of Stranger Things. Um, and I can't get, I'm not going to give any spoilers because it just came out last week. Um, but it was so good, and there was a moment in there where I was watching it, and it's getting really close to the end. And I literally screamed, what the, p-? I finished that word but I'm trying to be clean on the show. And I just sat there in stunned silence for like five minutes, just waiting to see if I could have been wrong in what I saw, which I wasn't. It was amazing. Chris Reynolds, professional attorney. Personal injury attorney. Personal personal. injury
2: attorney. But that wasn't him. That was someone else. Um, that wasn't him.
1: That was definitely somebody else.
2: We should definitely get personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at Law's opinion about whatever the hell you just talked about. Um, I like the idea of the show with the kids. Jacob LaBelle.
1: Oh, no. Cobra Kai is not better than Stranger Things, but Cobra Kai...
2: Don't you have to have, like, a YouTube premium account or something to watch Cobra Kai?
1: I mean... There are ways around that. Oh, okay. uh, so Cobra Kai is a great show. Season one was fantastic. Season two was okay. It wasn't as good. It was enjoyable. just wasn't as good. I wanted to see more of a fight between uh, Daniel Russo and Johnny, and we never really got that. You had like one minor thing that didn't pan out the way that you thought it was going to. So not better, but it. But it's also different. It's not going to be your sci-fi horror genre it's going to be your nostalgia i'm just going to suck on everything you loved from the
2: 80s so it's different you gave me a hard time for talking about game of thrones once anyway so uh no you put it in the notes this isn't in the notes this is
1: responding to uh comments and call-ins which you said would help us (laughs) boost our numbers
2: that's true that's true and it apparently has uh sarah's not happy she says this is bs how do i get to call in and leave a message that you will discuss so sarah all you have to do is head on over to anchor.fm anchor.fm slash muddied waters maybe
1: yeah Yeah, muddy waters.
2: uh and uh somewhere on there you leave a voice message
1: I think you have to do it. You have to get the anchor dot FM app and then you have oh, to okay. find. Yeah. I think you gotta do it from your phone. You gotta, you gotta, gotta get the anchor dot FM app. app uh, and then once you have the anchor dot FM app, you favorite muddied waters, uh, muddied waters media. And then you can leave us voice memos. We are more likely to respond. If you're also donating month, money yeah, monthly,
2: you can donate as little as a hundred dollars a week. Um, <laughs> probably not um uh, but yeah, so we uh we you will care. i mean you, i we I will not stop anyone from that, but yeah, so uh, so those were our comments, what else do we have in the notes, oh yes, my favorite subject El, my my president hashtag my president Marianne Williamson. In order to, so in order to stay in, to be in and stay in these democratic debates, they have ever increasing thresholds for the number of donors, minimum donors you must have to stay in the debates. And someone that hasn't been able to stay, be in the debates is a guy named Mike Gravel, um, who a lot of libertarians like for, I don't know why, but, uh, a lot of libertarians like him. He is as far to the left, uh, the old school progressive left as it gets, um, and so Marianne Williamson, who's already gotten enough donors, uh, thanks to uh, some really good Republican support uh, to, to remain in the debates, uh, she uh, went on Twitter and I think on Facebook as well and encouraged people to donate to Mike Gravel's campaign so that he can get enough donors to make it to the debates. And that just underscores the fact that Marianne Williamson is, is better than us.
1: Hashtag love is my president.
2: Yes. She is. She wants to love all of us at once.
1: She is the embodiment of pure divine spiritual love. If you that look could up, be in charge of everything. In this everything,
2: everything—the leader of the free world, and the leader of free love as well. If you look up the essential oils the perfect essential oil blend to diffuse in your Himalayan salt cave uh, to affect cellular healing. Um, It's actually just a picture of Marianne Williamson. So guys, I'm really trying to get Marianne on my show. So if you're on Twitter, please at her. I don't know how Twitter works please tweet at her and tag us muddy underscore waters and say, please go on Spike's show. He loves you so much and just wants to help you spread your message. And I will, I will definitely do that. So thank you for that hashtag heal America again, make America healed again for the first time. 2020. I have no segue for
1: So speaking from, of love.
2: Then you say it.
1: So, <laughs> so speaking of love, Kevin Spacey. Old Kevin
2: Spacey. Old Kevin Spacey. The old the out of, Jeff Epstein of, of last Hollywood.
1: Year. He was killed off of uh, House of Cards yeah. because of accusations of attempted rape of minors and uh groping of others and things like that he was like the harvey weinstein of um gay men and uh he thought that he was gonna get off with a light slap on the wrist with a perfectly timed tweet where he said for most of my life he uh I'm a person who is attracted to both men and women, but for the last 18 years, I've been living my life as a gay man. And he figured that coming out of the closet would be a great way to get the charges dropped on him. They weren't. Um, He was still kicked off of everything. And you've just been watching a slow death spiral of uh, Kevin Spacey's career until yesterday. Um, During the court, uh, during the trial for groping somebody at a Nantucket restaurant, uh, I think it was a bus boy. don't quote me on that though. Okay. but he he allegedly groped a bus boy at a Nantucket restaurant. Uh, and they uh, said that there were some suggestive text messages and inappropriate conversations happening. and the they took it to trial. Kevin Spacey's accuser. Winton fumbled the ball on the two-yard line for Spike. That's bad. Um, he didn't is, there, lost. Is, there a,
2: is there a mango analogy you can use? Uh, and and or salmon analogy?
1: Okay, uh, he took the salmon at four twenty-five for thirty-five minutes.
2: Oh, for fuck's
1: <laughs>
2: Get the fuck out of court. Get out. Get Just out. Get out
1: of here. Just get out. He. He's on the, he, he, he was on the witness stand. Uh, he said that he had not altered or deleted any of the potential evidence off of the iPhone he had in 2016. When asked to uh, present the iPhone into... Uh... God, my brain just stopped working.
2: For evidence?
1: Thank you. For evidence. Um, when asked to uh, present the iPhone, the family lawyer, Mitchell Garabedian said so they could not locate the phone. And when the defense lawyer, Alan Jackson, not the same Alan Jackson that I met in a restaurant once, uh, I don't think anyway, unless he's just an all-around talented person. Uh, when defense lawyer Alan Jackson reminded him it is a felony to alter evidence, the defendant told Judge Barrett he didn't vote his right against self-incrimination on the phone issue. God. He so pleaded wait. the fifth on whether or not he intentionally lost, broke, or deleted the messages that Kevin Spacey sent.
2: Okay, so was that basically their only evidence?
1: That was their only
2: evidence. And that's the only charge against him? Yes. So that's over.
1: Yeah, The uh, his his lawyer said, hey, let's uh, drop these charges yeah. immediately. Uh, judge Barrett said he needed a day to think about it Yeah, and I forgot to look up, uh, what happened today, but I'm certain that trial. Is oh yeah. That's not, it's over.
2: That would be over for anyone.
1: Yeah,
2: that would be over. Yeah. And it's definitely over for a, a a star with a good attorney. That's yeah, a done case. I am not
1: sure if Kevin Spacey's, uh, career is going to get reignited.
0: That's a tough I one. I doubt
1: it. I doubt it. Like you may see him years from now doing bit parts on law and order SVU which would just be funny but um, be, and he'd be
2: great that's the thing he'd be like the best this is so if you wanted a, a really if i were a director i'd cast kevin spacey because you can get him cheap he's a great actor and my god the controversy that would be generated the free publicity that would be generated from it
1: so kevin's kevin spacey got a huge win and yeah. uh so he, he was a long time, my favorite actor for a long time. He's he was a great my actor. actor.
2: He's an amazing actor.
1: Oh, fantastic. Look, his, uh, so most people, when they think of Kevin Spacey, uh, they immediately go to the usual suspects and they're like, yeah, he played verbal kid or Kaiser Sosa, depending on right, which one right, you want to right, 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 And right, they're right. like, that was so amazing. But before that, before he was in that movie, he was in a movie that starred Frank Whaley and benicio del toro called swimming with sharks oh where he, yeah, was, a, yeah, yeah. Where he was a hollywood producer that tortured yeah. the ever-living crap out of his assistant and the assistant snaps and it is amazing and i saw that movie and i said i don't know who that guy is but i can't wait to see him and other things and then like two years later he won the academy award for best supporting actor and um Usual Suspects, and then a couple years after that, he won Best Actor in uh, American Beauty, and it was just like everything was coming up spacey, and then Rachel, And
2: then, boom. Now, I, so, and I think I've said this on the show before, so I have a friend whose daughter, so I mean this is hearsay on top of hearsay, but I, I have no reason not to believe them, uh, and this was years, like 12 years ago, I saw, uh, it was uh, I, I went with her my wife and I went with her to see men who stare at goats and he's the bad guy in that. Yeah. Good movie. And that's it. Yeah. It's a great movie. And she was, and I was like, yeah, Kevin Spacey is a great actor, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and she said, yeah, you know, my daughter is going to school in Louisiana and, uh, uh, college and Kevin Spacey showed up during like Mardi Gras or something like, I think it was Mardi Gras, whatever he showed up and he was like really drunk and obnoxious and hitting on all the guys. And I was like, Hmm. Like all the college guys, and I was like, "Well, that's interesting." Put that in my memory bank, and then all this stuff's coming out, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe there was something to that." Yeah. So None of that is ago, anything you can be prosecuted on, of course.
1: Years ago, I, uh, I I knew this guy named Alex, and he had he moved out to L.A. for a little bit because he he had to get like he had to leave Florida. I think he was just kind of having a little bit of a mental breakdown. So he went to go live with his uncle out in L.A. So he made some friends, and he was like. When he came back, I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, Kevin Spacey's kind of a disgusting person. <laughs> Kaiser Sosa? How, disgu- How dare How you? How dare you, sir? And he was like, no, like he, he meets younger guys at parties. And he says, I'll get you a part. I'll get you a part in my movie if you just, you know, give me a blowjob. And I'm like, oh. Did not see that coming from Kevin Spacey. But then, and I, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm certain that in your three months in L.A., you met somebody who gave you this information and it was 100% accurate. Sure. And, uh, yeah, Sure. And then sure. a couple years after that, Kevin yeah. Spacey. So too, he probably does.
2: Raping. He probably does these things, but that's not enough for a court of law. It will right. be funny to watch the same Hollywood that for whatever reason, loves Roman Polanski.
1: And Woody Allen.
2: And, oh yeah, Woody Allen. Uh, they're gonna have to walk this back. It might take a while, but, because he wasn't even doing it to women, they're gonna have to walk this back. It's gonna be painful, and there's always gonna be the people like, you know, like with Michael Vick that are like, no, I hate him forever. He may not ever be back to what he was before, but he's going to get his career back. Because now it's okay. People can, again, I'm making my movie and I cast him and anyone asked me, I'm like, hey, look, he was found not guilty. Or they dropped it. The charges were dropped. You know, the allegations, there was no proof. So right. what do you want me to do? He's a great actor and I got him for, you know, 100 grand.
1: It's not like he's the uh, director of Jeepers Creepers.
2: I didn't get that reference.
1: So there was a move. there's a trilogy, Jeepers Creepers 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Uh, also the director of Powder, for anybody that saw that movie. Uh, saw the powder. reason Powder bombed at the box office is because uh, years before Powder came out, this director, whose name I can't recall right now because I don't like any of his movies, um, he directed some small budget movie, and one of the child actors he filmed basically raping and Hollywood covered this up and it came out right be- like Disney hired him to do powder then this uh, then this came out and it kind of hit everywhere. so powder bombed. Years later he'd made Jeepers' creepers, which Jeepers' creepers is is about a it's about a fictional it's about a like God how do I put this? It's a horror movie where two young kids are being chased uh by uh being chased by this demon like thing uh apparently i didn't start i didn't watch any i didn't watch two or three but apparently if you watch two or three it's very pedophile friendly because it shows how pedophiles do it oh god and people were people still go to see it this dude is still making movies there is video of him doing it to some kid oh god who is not acting anymore.
2: Um, Look how quickly Mel Gibson got back into the good graces of Hollywood. He's coming back. Kevin Spacey, assuming that there's no other credible, you know, prosecutable allegations. Yeah. It I mean, might the Anthony
1: Rapp then. thing is the, is the strongest thing against him. What's that? Anthony. Okay. So Anthony Rapp is an actor he was in the stage play rent he was in the movie rent he's been in a ton of movies you you would recognize him if you saw him he's in one of the star trek tv shows i don't know which one because i don't watch that
2: anthony um, rap
1: rap anthony Rapp. um blonde hair nerdy glasses. oh yeah, 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 yeah i know that is right so he and kevin spacey were in a play together back in the 90s uh, it was right before Kevin Spacey got his role in *Glengarry Glen Ross. It's either right before that or right after,
0: okay. Um, okay.
1: which is a great movie. If you haven't seen that movie, God, watch that movie. That movie is so good. Like, I don't like Alec Baldwin as an individual, but his performance in that movie is fantastic. It's 10 minutes long and I know it by heart. Um, so, He was in this play. Kevin Spacey brought everybody to his house for like an after-performance party. Anthony Rapp at the time was like 14 years old. Everybody left the party. Kevin Spacey had been feeding Anthony Rapp drinks, traps him in his bedroom, allegedly. This is according to Anthony. Um, Traps him in his bedroom and tries to force him to have sex with him. He came out and reported this during the whole Me Too movement.
2: Right, right.
1: Which is why Kevin Spacey initially lost his job at uh, House of Cards. Later, this kid, this accuser, who probably is fake, who probably did it for money.
2: Very possibly. It's look- It's not looking good. It's not looking good.
1: This This kid is like the second Michael Jackson accuser. The one where it's like, eh, I don't really believe that one. The yeah. first one, I think that happened. The yeah, second, one, second one, I uh, think, you were, in I it for think. The, you were in it for the payday. Yeah, I think that's what this kid was doing. And when he said, yeah, you need to uh, turn over your phone, he knew he couldn't. So he deleted the text messages. Therefore, he had to plead the fifth.
2: He's coming back. He's coming back. It'll be slow. It'll be slow, and it'll never be like it was. But he's gonna be back. Remember, he made that creepy ass movie where that creepy uh, YouTube video right after he was uh, indicted, where he uh, he played he did uh, it as, Frank as Frank Underwood, and he's like, you know, I just it's all
1: nobody saw me die, did they?
2: Yeah, he's he. <laughs> God, ah, oh, this was a pedophile heavy episode. So we're gonna end. I think on a good note, sure. With the
1: guy that took maybe two trips on the Lolita Speaking Express.
2: Speaking of guys who are less potentially of a pedophile than Jeff Epstein and the other guy, Kevin Spacey, Donald Trump last week hosted his 4th of July parade. Only he was going to have all these tanks and only two tanks showed up. But that's not what's really important. What's really important is that he dropped some real news on us. The fact that America defeated uh, the British uh, at the airport. <laughs> Took
1: over the airport.
2: Took over the airport. And he blamed it. He said, hey, it was raining and I couldn't see my teleprompter that well. So I said airport. I said airport in a in reference To a speech that was solely about the American Revolutionary War, which happened in the late 18th century. I said, airport. Couldn't quite make out what it said there, so I winged it and said, airport.
1: This is the man who, in 2012, berated Barack Obama for never going away. From the teleprompter. Right. Who brags about the fact that he doesn't need a teleprompter. And many of his speeches, this is going to be shocking to a lot of people. Many of his speeches are made up on the spot.
2: He shines on the spot. I mean, he'll still say stupid stuff, but he shines winging it. He just shows up and just stream of consciousness. And his supporters are like, yeah, all of that okay. was true. Okay. Okay. When so, America
1: took over the airports, Britain they, couldn't fly in.
2: What can't I finish. <laughs> can't I finish. Uh Can I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I yeah, I the airport. I I don't know where to go with it. The airport. The memes weren't I, great. We didn't even do we, the airport memes on on muddied waters because it was No, so, there were two memes. The whole thing was so stupid. Was like, my, favorite, my favorite meme that I saw
1: was George Washington, and it said, how did you defeat the British? I didn't see you uh, out there defeating the British, and it's a scene from Top Gun with, instead of Tom Cruise. It's George Washington's face. Uh, I was inverted.
2: Yeah, I was inverted. I was I inverted. inverted. That inverted. was the best one.
1: That was um, good. That was good. Yeah, yeah it,
2: So it was a huge gaff. It was a huge,
1: huge gaff, and it
2: was – yeah. well and then there was I saw some I don't know if this was real or not but on 4chan some people were like oh well you suit is so smart that flying didn't exist and they were showing pictures of like Leonardo da Vinci's whirly gig flying machine and I'm like is this the hill this is the hill you want to die on is Donald Trump mistakenly saying airport you want to like say he's actually really smart and telling us a a secret truth that the the liberal Jew-run media won't tell us that there were airplanes. To like, I mean, th- this is this there, is the hill.
1: It's not this. airplanes. There were there were flying machines that were bringing the British all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. They were like
2: spinning like a, a bicycle. Previously, these things only got about six feet in the air, but now all the way across the English Channel. So that was stupid, and I'm glad we ended on that because. I, I mean, what a! I was just so
1: dumb. Yeah, Man, that, that was, was so
2: dumb. There were a lot of people. <laughs> but, okay,
1: so all trying. of the all so a little bit more on that. Like, everybody is focusing on the wrong thing, except for the people who are making fun of that. What? Anybody who's like, "Oh, it was small crowds." It's like, no, it wasn't.
2: It wasn't. Stop. It's a just a July parade. It wasn't a small crowd. Right. I I grew up in
1: just outside of DC. There has never been a small crowd. <laughs> for Fourth of July. No, never. No. I went to one and swore I would never go to another. I think I was thirteen.
2: <laughs> right.
1: And it, would, it was just like, no, this is too much. Like I don't want to ever deal with this crap again. And uh, yeah, don't don't focus on the crowd. Make fun of him for saying we took over the, airports the during airport during the Revolutionary War. the airport. But you don't have to make up crap about how small the crowds were.
2: That's the, the biggest thing with Trump is you don't have to make up stuff about Trump. Trump does a lot of stupid stuff that you can make fun of. When you go and reach and say, oh, well, also blah, 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 blah. And it turns out that isn't true and it's easily debunked. Now you've just fed into the whole right-wing narrative about fake news media and you know fake Fake, you know fake news fake bots and all this stuff and it's like stop the man said he looked and and if i had accidentally said airports i would have said oh i meant you know i meant ports and then like joked about like ah airports right (laughs) and then gone about my day he said airports and stuck with it because he said airports, and I don't think he thinks airports existed in the 18th century. I think he just wasn't even the least bit present at that. And that's a, and from the party that mocked Obama for his uh, admittedly heavy use of the teleprompter uh, or for saying, you know, when he said we went to all 57 states and he was referring to the 57 state primaries and caucuses because some states have primaries and caucuses. That's what that meant. And I'm not I'm not an Obama fan, but uh you know, last episode we defended Biden, now we're defending Obama. Uh a theme. Uh Williamson twenty twenty. And uh <laughs> this is now the muddy Democrats of Freedom. Uh that's what the show is. Um
1: that, that that is such an oxymoron. Uh
2: <laughs> the Democrats of Freedom. Um yeah. It's just re- you're all you're all just hypocrites, so stop it. Listen to us instead and be like us. Right. So Speaking of which, of us, we have episodes this week. We do. We do. So tomorrow, I have one of two guests. I'm pretty sure I know who my guest is, but we haven't finalized. But I'm super excited either way. And it's going to be really good. And then on Thursday, you've got quite a get.
1: Yeah, on Thursday I have Libertarian presidential candidate Kim Ruff coming on.
2: Yeah, Kim, Kim
1: Ruff, it's Ruff is, right?
2: Yeah, Kim Ruff. Yeah, okay, Kim
1: bro. Ruff. I was like, I, I, like immediately upon saying it, I was like, don't know if that's how you say it. Maybe it's
2: Kim. Is it Kim Ruff? Yeah, yeah, Kim Ruff. Who is I? Do, I would say Kim is my favorite. I I like Kim. I, I like Kim a lot. I I've been going over my... her
1: website a lot over the last couple of weeks since she confirmed and. Um, yeah i'm a i'm a fan
2: yeah i think she's my favorite person running for president right now yeah and, and 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 i don't want to offend that i i have many friends who are running for president so i don't and that's true i'm not humble bragging and, like i have many like, friends
1: i I am wearing uh a, a dan Berman bracelet yes and i like dan i like dan i like lot. dan Dan's, too Dan's like... a buddy of mine he's running for president. like he's a buddy of mine
0: yeah
2: we have buddies that are unironically running for president um I like Kim, I like Kim, so I'm definitely tuning in for that. Then on Friday, Shabbat Shalom, it's Jason Lyon, which which according to Jacob LaBelle, Lion Jacob LaBelle, he says, Jason actually takes my calls in real time, Jason is better, and he has a sweet beard. Well, first of all, Jacob, we never claimed that Jason wasn't better than us, okay? So, you know... So yeah, so yeah. Friday is uh, Jacob
1: O'Bell uh, J- just responded with Justin Amash is the only candidate. One, not a candidate yet.
2: Not a candidate.
1: Two, hasn't said where he's running if he is going to run. And uh, three. He's really got to worry about getting reelected now that he has left the man. I can't believe we
2: didn't talk about that. Uh,
1: now that he has left the GOP.
2: Oh my God. We didn't talk about the fact that Justin Amash left the GOP. Justin Amash left the GOP. Uh, Justin Amash left the GOP. And he's probably not going to get reelected as Congressman. So running for president as what? Sure. Okay. Very possibly. I don't know what to tell you. Um, So on Friday, Shabbat Shalom, it's Jason Lyon. Have a great weekend. And then on Monday is Jason Lyon again with Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. And then Tuesday, right back here, hopefully at 8 this time, hopefully at 8, will be the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I will parse through the week's news and hopefully not forget a giant bomb like Justin in a mash, leaving the GOP. Not sure how that happened.
1: So I know doesn't... how it happened.
2: Well, yeah, it happened because we didn't write it down. But uh, so, Matt, if someone were looking for us on the internet when we're not live, how would how would they find? Would they even be able to find us?
1: You know, luckily for all of the people out there and the old interwebs, uh, they would be able to find us. They'd be able to find us on such magnificent sites, such as Facebook at facebook.com slash muddiedwatersmedia, which also, real quick, apparently Mark Zuckerberg figured out some way to scan and track for Mark Zuckerberg memes. So if you have great Mark Zuckerberg memes, post them.
2: Yeah, post them.
1: Post them on Facebook.com slash Muddy Waters Media.
2: Yeah, because we want them. That.
1: We want them all. Yeah. We want all of them. And uh, we we're will the, be we're the posting all Pokemon our favorites.
2: We're the Pokemon Go of Mark Zuckerberg memes. We yes. want all of them.
1: Right. Yeah, got to collect them all. Um, then... You can find us on the old Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can find us on Instagram at muddiedwatersmedia. And you can uh, find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. You can also find us at anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters. And you can find this and every episode at muddiedwatersoffreedom.com. Or muddiedwatersmedia.com.
2: Oh, yeah. You could do either one. You can go to muddywatersmedia.com or muddywatersoffreedom.com. Literally the same website. So, guys, thanks for tuning in an hour and a half late with us. We appreciate you waiting. We appreciate you being equally late with us and also apologize for that. And uh, have a great night. And we can will see finish? You. Can I finish? Can I finish? RIP big man HRP, RIP HRP. And, uh, and yeah, we will see you tomorrow and where we're going. We don't need roads.
0: On. Giant Steps on. I'm not afraid to